It's time for Inside Sports Medicine on Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket, with your host, Dr. Tio Soriao, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Get your sports medicine questions ready and call 888-787-1310. Good Saturday morning, everyone. Welcome to Inside Sports Medicine. Filling in for Dr. Tio Soreal this week is myself, Dr. Brad Billard. This is your weekly sports medicine current event show where the topics are ripped right off of the sports desk. Over the next hour, you will be informed, entertained, and hopefully learn something new. You will have the opportunity to call in your questions and comments. Typically, we do that at the bottom of the hour. That number, make sure you lock this in, is 888-787-1310. Again, that number is 888-787-1310. And uh, filling in for Doc this weekend is myself, Dr. Brad Ballard, and I have none other than the world-renowned Dr. Scott Blumenthal sitting across from me this morning. Scott, how are you this morning? I am great, and uh, this is a this is this show is full. We 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 got we got a lot to get we, to this morning. We are loaded. This um. Normally, T.O. would say what number show this is. I have no idea, but it is the second to last show. The reality is, is I don't even know if Doc knows really specifically. It's I a, mean, we it, know roundabout. It's a guess. But I'm, I'm looking at his notes. Today, I think it's supposed to be show number 857 if you, if you are keeping up. But we are a lot of shows in. Um, we're excited. You know, this is... This is the second to last show. Yeah, and uh, you know, here's my deal. I, I started appearing probably pretty close to the beginning before we started doing it all together. Yep. And this, I'm I'm going to be in another hemisphere next week, so I'm going to miss the last show. But yep. this is my last show, and this is your. Last I'm going to tease some stuff here. I'm I'm going to tease the final segment where I've got some surprises for you and uh, To. Um, well, going to tease that. So that's that's at the end of the show. So you got to stay. Tuned in for the entire hour, and interestingly enough, I'm going to start a segment. Well, first right let, me, now. let me just say this real quick, yeah. real quick, and then I'm going to pass the baton because <laughs> Scott's been what? It's been a couple weeks. Oh, it was yeah. a couple weeks ago you were on the show. Yeah, it's been gone. I'd probably say since the the day right after you were on that last show. I've received texts from you about every other day saying I got some content ready whenever I come back. Oh, man. Today I- is literally you are the content. Creator for today's show, and, and I got, <laughs> hands down. And I got I'm, stuff that started that that came to me even even yesterday. But anyway, had, so in, in our pre pre production meeting yesterday, you, you, this is this is your you are the content creator for today's show. I'm going to pass the baton to you because there's some things that we're going to talk about today that uh, that you're very excited about and oh, I yeah. want to hear about. So th- there's there's a hint that uh, we might revive this as a podcast in a month or so. So I'm going right. to start a new segment called. Blumenthal's pet peeves. <laughs> okay. And I got, like you said, I've been loading up. I've got three. Okay. And I'm going to do three in the order of which are the kind of the most insignificant to the most significant. The most insignificant, very first world issue happened last night. Went to a restaurant mm-hmm. 
a sushi restaurant that uh, I won't name. Noma, I named it. Ugh. And I went there because they were known for these types of rolls called hand rolls. And I'm sure a lot of you know what hand rolls are. They're, you know, it's, they're getting real popular. So made a reservation on Resi. And I said, to her, there's no room at the sushi bar, but they got a patio. I'm like, okay, it's a little bit cooler now. I don't mind sitting outside. So we go to Noma, sit down. They start bringing out some stuff. And they start not bringing out hand rolls. And I said, you know, when we talked to Bean, I said, bring some fish. And then you order bring rolls. us some of our hand rolls because that's what you're famous for. Right. And whether the waiter didn't listen to me or hear me, just start bringing out regular rolls. Now, this is, sounds very trivial, but we went for hand rolls. Right. Uh, well, and sense. he said, well, here's the deal. We only do hand rolls if you're sitting at the sushi bar, not at the tables. Mm. And I said, oh, does it say that on your website? Because that's the reason that we're here. And in fact, it doesn't say it on the website. Mm-hmm. So I got a little, I got a got little, little tense. You got a little ticked. I apologize for my family because I, you know, I didn't cause a scene, but they were, the kids were rolling the eyes like dad. You didn't enough, cause a scene, but you enough, caused a but scene. I, but but I got on them and uh, but at any rate so we left. You left. Well, we finished what was already served because oh. we're halfway there, and we stopped at another sushi restaurant on the way home to get hand rolls. So but, what's the pet peeve that they weren't clear with? That, that it was a bait and switch. It went, mm. It's a hand roll place, and they didn't say you can't get hand rolls on in the patio. So that's that's bad. You're right. That's a very first world very, problem. Okay. Very first world. All right. Second one I sent you yesterday. And uh, this was on CBS News, and I thought this was crazy, that there was a report on CBS News that they're blaming youth obesity on global warming because it's warmer and kids aren't going outside to play. (laughs) Now, you can blame global warming on a lot of things, but I don't think youth obesity is one of them. So, Uh, Well, of the contributing factors to obesity in children, um, it's that's it's a probably on the lower end of that's the significance of contributions to the obesity. All right. So um, here's here's the here's the real thing I want your reaction to. All right, let's go. So went to a Rangers game. Hadn't been to a Rangers game in a while. Mm-hmm. Beautiful new stadium, by the way. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this is wonderful. And uh, get there early, and you know I like to get the whole scene and the intros and things like that. And they do the national anthem, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody stands up, takes their hats off, etc. Wonderful rendition. And on the jumbotron are the words to the national anthem. Okay. And that struck me as, why do you need, doesn't everybody know the words to the national anthem? And I thought, it's kind of like not a great place to be as a nation if you have to put the words to the national anthem up there. Something that we all learned when we were little kids. Yeah. And it struck me as just, really? Now, I understand, like, if we're playing the Blue Jays, and the Canadian national right, anthem. Right, I don't. Right. I don't know and the words that to that. There. But come on. Well, okay. The so national anthem, like you have to put the like, like you don't know the words. I, I, I'll, t- I'll say this guy. I don't know if that's flag worthy. I don't even have the flag out right now. Typically, oh, yeah. we will have the flag out. I need to pull it out. Make sure. I would. Before our next I'd set. throw the flag on the Rangers for that. Like, what? come on. If you don't know, you're going to a baseball game. America's yeah. sport. I mean, but Scott. Uh, but Scott, it's it's. I think, I think people are very familiar with the national anthem, but if they don't specifically know the words, eh, oh. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'd, I may, 
Maybe they're thinking we're just going to help you out so that, you know. And it just struck me as, as if so, that's where our country is right now, that you have to put the words up at a baseball game. I think I think we need to reset the dial. Yeah, okay. So if we talk about generations, so which we talk about on this show in terms of like generational differences, generational gaps, like your generation was, I mean, like baseball is the America's pastime. Like it, it is very like, it's like apple pie. And right next to that is baseball in terms of like true like American culture. And I don't know if baseball serves that role anymore, like in, in our in our in our gener- in this current generation. And I don't think, frankly, it didn't strike me as much about baseball as it is about patriotism in America. And like everybody knows the words to the national anthem. I, well, I don't, apparently, was, well, obviously now not. Know, now they know it because it was put on the jumbotron. But, <laughs> no, so really, less about baseball, more about really. I hear you. And I think what you're saying is it's more of a of a statement of like you said where our country is not so much about baseball and and yeah I I can hear what you're saying but I don't know if that is necessarily a reflection because they put that on the on the jumbotron I think it's more of in the setting that you were in yeah people don't I don't think people just see it that way anymore I bet you thought I was going to go elsewhere when I put wrote national anthem on our I had no idea where you were going to go so Scott. <laughs> We had a pre pre production meeting yesterday. It was just some teasers. And Scott <laughs> hit me up and was like, This is what we're gonna talk about. And I got the list and I saw National Anthem. I was like, I even tried to look up something like on National Anthem because I thought something happened at a game. No. But um well, again, well, filling in for Dr. Soriel, filling in for Doc uh this weekend, myself, Brad Ballard, and Scott Blumenthal. Uh, we got a lot to get we're to. We're covering everything. We're covering we're gonna, medicine. We're covering right. sports medicine, a little bit of spine, a little bit of business and medicine. medicine. We got we got everything, so uh, stay with us. All right. We'll be back here soon. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now... Dr. Tio Soriel. Get the theme for this one? So, um, no, because okay. I don't know this song. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I have no idea what this song well, is. So, we, Scott, can we you explain? We are in going back to school time of the year, and this is called My Old School, Steely Dan. Ah. So, yes, for all those kids who have just gone back or right. like mine who are about to go back Monday... This is that time of year. Your kids aren't back yet? Monday. Really? Yeah. Wow. My kids are on their second week back. Thank well, goodness. And in you know the West Coast and the East Coast, Midwest, they don't start till September. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they, tar- they start earlier here in Texas. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's starting earlier and earlier because it seems like when I was younger, like it started in, it started in September or late yeah. August yeah. at least. So. Um, welcome back, you guys. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel filling in for Doc is myself, Brad Ballard, and Dr. Scott Blumenthal. Uh, like we said, we have a lot to get to. Yeah. Uh, in this me, segment, we're going to be talking about uh, some sports medicine. Yeah. So let me let me tee it up for you because I sent I sent this to you. There's an article about Zach Wilson, who's the quarterback of the Jets, tweaked his knee, um, had a couple opinions. Had an arthroscopic partial meniscectomy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, plays for the 
Jets, and he had it in L.A. by the L.A. Rams team doctor, which there's no one in New York who can do a good scope. But yeah. they called it a successful surgery. Well, and so- what's a successful arthroscopy? Number one, he had, you know, they trimmed the meniscus, and they said they diagnosed a bone bruise, which there's really nothing you yeah. can do about. But like, you know, a successful heart transplant is you live. <laughs> So, I mean, so let's let's break this down so they can understand where we're coming from. So, you the, can't, the, the starting quarterback <laughs> for the Jets, like you said, tweaks his knee and gets diagnosed with a meniscus tear. Which, you know, to give you some some education, the meniscus is that little cartilage padding in between the knee, and uh, and he sounds like he has a, a tear of the meniscus. <laughs> needs arthroscopic surgery, which in the sports medicine world. This is not a major, like, it wouldn't be considered. If, you, if you're good enough to be team doctor for, for an NFL team, you can do this operation right. really, really, in your right. sleep. Right. Orthoscopic basically means they're going to put a camera in, in the joint and they're able to trim the meniscus as it's been described in terms of surgery. But this is not an uncommon thing. This is, this is very, very commonly done right. in the world of sports medicine as an orthopedic surgeon. And so they reported that it was a success, quote yeah. unquote successful arthroscopy. What does that mean? It, it, so, <laughs> you, so, from an orthopedic standpoint, a surgery successful is, is number one if the symptom you had before afterwards goes away, uh-huh. which you can't really tell till you're done with During your rehab and you're back working out again. So, successful surgery itself means. They got in, they got out, and there wasn't a complication. But you can't tell whether it's successful until their function is back to their pre-injury level, which... You can't tell (laughs) until... That's not a same-day thing. Right, right, right. So you made a great point because you said if you do a heart transplant, it's successful because the heart's beating. You know right, right there, this yeah. is a successful surgery. They, yeah. The heart's beating and, you know... Dad's and, alive. And, and, right, and the person's still alive. Whereas a you know, success... In in our world, in the sports medicine world, is really function, mm-hmm. function, and a certain level of pain. It's hard to really now. Technically, sounds like everything may have gone well. Yes, you know, you go in. There are no complications. In one of the simplest surgeries that a sports medicine orthopedic surgeon does <laughs> can do in this. It in better, in their you sleep. know, right? That goes well ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. Right, and, and not to say that arthroscopic surgery is not significant i mean it's it's yes but in terms of the big scope of what we do as a sports medicine world it is not uncommon to get a scope uh, uh, arthroscopic surgery but we really won't know until zach gets back out on the field until he Mm -hmm. starts moving and twisting and and seeing how how it is so let me ask you a question have you ever technically done a surgery well Tech, like everything is done technically, surgery or procedure, but the patient's outcome for whatever reason, right? Either the rehab wasn't done or they just didn't respond well, wasn't optimal. All the time. That's right. I mean, yeah, there's always here. a spectrum of when, when you're dealing with, with function and pain, there's always a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know, unlike in medical specialties where you treat diabetes and you get their sugar between us between this and this, right? Th- Very objective. objective. It's like, yep, 
this Anderson is we working. We got your A1C down to seven. Right. Whereas with knee surgery or back surgery, it may depend on how well you do your rehab. Mm-hmm. It may depend. I mean, this whole thing, he's got a bone bruise. Yeah. That could affect the outcome of the meniscectomy because there could, I mean, theoretically, that can be painful and it could be painful for a while. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, that's, I think that's what Tiger Woods had when they said he was, he, we, he was on a knee. fractured, like those are, they're little micro fractures, a little, you know, bleeding or inflammation into the bone. Yeah. It's not structurally unsound. It's just, there, there's been some injury to the bone. Yeah. So we found um, that's that, going to affect the results. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. So we found that odd that they said, you know, it's just a, a successful arthroscopy. Really, I think what that means is technically the procedure went well, but that's right. not a, that's not a, uh, there's thousands of successful arthroscopies that happen just about every day, uh, every working day of the week. But the other part that you made a point is like, he, this is a New York Jets quarterback. <laughs> We're talking about a very, routine arthroscopy procedure. Right. Why was it not done by the the New York guy? And it was done literally across the entire United States in LA. Right. So, you know, and, and I think Tara could talk about this better, but people get reputations. And mm-hmm. now, you know, it used to be Andrews. Everybody on Monday would go fly to Birmingham when he was in Birmingham, Pensacola, now he's in Pensacola, to see Andrews, every pro athlete. Yeah. Um and many of them would just stay and get the procedure done. Um, uh, Dr. Elitraj now in L.A. is kind of the guy kind to go guy. to. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we see this in spine, too. I mean, you know, fortunately for artificial disc, we're one of those places that people just come to. One-fourth of our patients fly in for their surgeries yeah. um, just because of our experience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for something like a— For a scope. For arthroscopy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the Jets have a very good orthopedic surgeon. Yeah, to be able to do an arthroscopy. And it'd be a great question to ask Tarek or Kareem, you know, like, really? Yeah, was, uh, this, was this unreasonable? I'm almost certain they'd say, yeah, a little overkill to go to L.A. for an arthroscopy. Yeah, I know, I know. So, um, on the same, um, sticking with the topic of actual, actual sports medicine, um, I was reading that, the University of Texas had their first scrimmage recently, and two of their top players sounds like they tore their ACL in the first scrimmage uh, of the football season. Uh, one of their offensive linemen, their most experienced offensive lineman, and sounds like one of their top receivers out for the season in the first scrimmage. As opposed to practice uh well i mean i look at it like i mean it sounds like it is practice right but they're scrimmaging yeah yeah i mean I, I mean i guess you turn it up a little bit when you're scrimmaging as opposed to just running routes and practice so well apparently <clears throat> they were both labeled as a uh, non-contact yeah so it could happen anytime it could have happened anytime but how so again we talk about this there are injuries that are as a result of wear and tear mm-hmm. and then there are injuries that are just physics because the person planted, and the ACL just couldn't withstand the the physical forces that that were happening, which is typically mm-hmm. like a non-contact injury, like an ACL. This is one of those that is mm-hmm. physics, and it's not, you know, wear and tear. Could have happened any time. Could have happened in the season. Could have happened last season. Could have happened 
in practice just trying to cut and make a move. And you said they're going to get second opinions. Yeah. So yeah. they're flying to either Pensacola or L.A. or yeah. maybe up to Dallas. I mean, yeah, maybe. You know, I, I, I don't know who the UT's orthopedist is. I don't. But, well, one of the points I wanted to make is, I mean, the, the, maybe they're coming up to CTO for some opinion. You never know. <laughs> but one of the, it's like these significant injuries at the beginning of the season. I mean, this, this immediately transforms what the season could look like. Oh, no. Immediately in preseason, <laughs> as a scrimmage, uh, injury can have a significant um, influence on how your season is going to go. And, We're talking about their top offensive linemen and one of their top receivers. And, I mean, I, and there's some positive buzz on UT this year. I mean, it sounds like they're buzz. they're on their way back. They're trying to they're trying to be on their way back. Like I was listening in the, on the ticker. They they just announced the 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 South the South Lake kid who mm-hmm. was from South Lake Carroll who went to Ohio State went through the transfer portal and now here he's he's been named as a starting quarterback. Um. But his his number one offensive lineman, who was a tackle, sounds like he's going to be out for the season, and one of his targets is going to be out. <laughs> hope, which, it's, hope it's not the blind side. Was it left left tackle? I don't know, but um, it, it, that that's tough. But yes, they went to go get second opinions as well. So, which is just not an uncommon thing in in our sports medicine world now. Yeah. Do we have time for a little spine before we break? We do. Okay. We've got a few minutes. There's a new procedure you want to talk about. Yeah. So we, we've been um, – so we, we treat low back pain from degenerating discs. We do the artificial disc surgery for it. And we've been getting a lot of inquiries for this procedure called Intracept. And Intracept is a procedure done by uh, mostly pain management doctors, which th- there's a kind of a controversy now going on is how far pain management docs – should go in the treatment realm of spine problems. So explain real quick just the difference between pain management, surgery. Pain, what? Yeah, of, so pain management. Because you guys' lines, blur, like the, the lines cross a little bit in terms of what you treat. A little. A little bit. Um, pain management is basically injections. Okay. And there are some minor procedures like this intercept where they put a needle or a, or a catheter into the vertebrae and try to basically burn the nerve that gives sensation to the disc. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's technically FDA approved. Um, it's not really well accepted or proven that it really, really works well. And, and now, you know, with 30 years experience, I've been through a lot of different things to try to, sort of surgery, mm-hmm. to try to help disc degeneration. And disc degeneration, the symptoms are multi, it's not just one thing. So you pick one thing, it, you're not likely to cure the back pain from disc degeneration. And what are know, the multiple things that contribute to? It can be mechanical. It can be inflammatory. So mechanical is unstable, inflammatory, you know, cellular. So you know, there's there there have been treatments to try to calm down the cells, like like putting stem cells into the disc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing is really panned out and is and is well proven as much as standard surgical intervention. Now, the pain docs, we can sit and argue all day long. And in fact, last week, the reason I wasn't here, I was at a conference arguing with pain docs about what they should do and what they shouldn't do in terms of interventions. There's some pain docs now who are doing spinal fusions. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and, and that's a penalty flag, well, let me which ask we don't you, have. Do, are, there, are there 
procedures that have been shown to decrease pain? Temporarily, yes. Yeah. And that's a, that's the problem. And, and, and everything that's, that's been done works a little bit better than placebo, <laughs> except for the things that are, you know, well-studied, FDA-approved, like artificial discs, um, things like that. So there's a lot of interest in it. Does it burn any bridges? Probably not. Is it going to be the end-all panacea like it's being marketed? Probably not. And, and, and I don't mean to be talking badly about it. One of my friends is the chief medical officer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you can identify that that nerve is causing the problem, right. then it's a reasonable thing. The problem well, is it's impossible to ident- it's impossible to make that specific diagnosis. So you're just trying to, you know, kind of, yeah. What is it? Throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Well, I mean, like you said, it's the 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 pain from from degenerative disc is multifactorial. Like mm-hmm. you said, some is inflammatory, some is mechanical, some might be nerve related. Right. And so I think it just needs to be discussed up front, as we talked about and, before. And just make sure that we communicate well. Yeah. Hey, listen, your pain could be coming from a lot of different things. Here are some options that could be used to right. be able to help manage the pain, and we can see, you know. If this is the primary source of your pain, and if and if it helps, and, and just like stem cells, it's probably not covered by insurance. Yeah. So yeah. you want oh, this isn't if you're going to cover by insurance. No. Um, if you're going to do something that is going to be significant expense, you want something that's got a reasonably high well, chance want, of success. You, you want to be well informed more right. than anything to be able to make a decision. So, right. all right, we're uh, we're about to go on a break here. Inside Sports Medicine filling in for Dr. Tio Soriel. Brad Ballard, Scott Blumenthal, coming right back. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now, Dr. Tio Soriel. He, talk, he talked over the uh, the great line in, this, in the song. Oh, it was a great line. Yeah, well... When I think of all the crap I learned in high school, it's a classic uh, Paul Simon. Another uh, back-to-school song. So the last two songs that were played was um, in reference to back-to-school, since mm-hmm. that's the season that we're in. Yeah. My kids are back-to-school almost two weeks. Scott's kids are going, to, going back to school this week. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard those songs, but uh, we got a song coming up that I think some people are gonna remember. I can't wait because I've never heard of it. But you've never heard of the song that? Okay, no. Well, well, but we'll I see. wanna. I want maybe when I hear it. Yeah. But uh, all right, we're so. back uh, again. Inside sports medicine, uh, filling in for Dr. Tio Soriel is myself, Brad Ballard, and Scott Blumenthal, world-renowned spine surgeon. And we're now into Tarek's favorite uh, section. You say, you say favorite. No, this it's, is not, it's, it's not. Business T-O, of medicine. We're going to talk business of medicine. T.O. gets a little squirmish when we start talking business of medicine. All right. So let me tee this one up for you. because So um, one of the artificial disc companies that I work with helped did the FDA studies and such like that got purchased by a large Orthopedic company that we all know. Uh, Scott, I'm going to interrupt you real quick because I need to give out the number. Then oh, yeah. I'm going to give it right back. Um, we typically take calls starting at the bottom of the hour. So if you have anything to contribute on any of the subjects <laughs> that we've talked about, but we're really not interested in hearing about your knee today. <laughs> but anything that, on- uh, that is 
Scott, who said that we're interested in hearing about your knee and your spine since, since Scott is a spine surgeon. But that number is 888-787-1310. Again, 888-787-1310. And if you don't well, know the words to the national anthem, don't call. Oh, gosh. Because I'm going to quiz you if you do, so yeah. get ready. Yeah, we won't ask you to sing the national anthem. Go ahead, Scott. All right, so the little company gets bought by the big company, and gradually, one by one, the people from the original company who were exceptional, exceptional stewards of that product quit. And so the last one quit a week or two ago. And it occurred to me, in just listening to what their what their toils were, is that, okay, they had the passion for this product. Okay. Then they get bought by a big company, and big companies have processes and bosses systems and, and and people that don't have the passion but ha- but have to work under a system and i realized that they got frustrated because they cared too much about the product that they couldn't follow the processes and they knew that the processes weren't the best thing for this little product mm-hmm. so i'm thinking about that and then i'm kind of extrapolating that to what's going on in in the medical world now. So you guys are unique because you're a boutique, small practice. You own yourselves. Texas Sports Medicine. And you follow, you know, the founders, Tarek's passion for treating sports injuries. We're in alignment with his passion and how to practice sports medicine. Right. Um, My practice, on the other hand, was just assimilated by a large company. And I find my frustration of dealing with the way I like to treat my patients, which mm. is again, the same philosophy as Tarek's were the same vintage. We've known each other for 40 years. We just kind of think the same way and practice, Very pra- pract- try to pr- now, now it's try to practice medicine the same way yeah. for me. Um, and as medicine becomes more corporate, a lot of physicians now work for hospitals yeah. and you have to follow processes that are dictated by non-medical people mm. that impact the way that you treat your patient. Mm, so I found my frustration level growing more and more towards unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it, I, I can't not care. And sure. you know what I, my philosophy is, you know, just do it because this is the best thing for the patient. What, what's the expression? It's easier to, to ask for forgiveness than permission. Right. Just do the right thing. Like there's a difference between doing things right and doing the right thing. Oh man, that's good. Do do the do the right thing, and 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 of course, I'm extrapolating it to our world, but yeah. I'm sure it's like that in in any oh, business. Yeah. yeah, you know, you've got some cool niche product gets bought by yeah. Procter and Gamble or whatever, right. and then it's like, wow, I'm and in the system. I can't. It's corporatized, and so what people have to understand is that, you know, so a practice like Texas Sports Medicine, where it's a private practice. And it can be run with the uh, with the thoughts and ideas and autonomy of the vision of a certain person or group of people is is very different to a big um, corporate you know structure that runs an orthopedic clinic. They're they're, they're two different things, two different animals. And one is kind of like the 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 big 
you know, they're the big monster. They're the, and you know the names. I'm not going to mention the names of the big hospital systems here in the area. Yeah. Right. But what they oftentimes are doing is they can go into a small private practice like a Texas sports medicine and say, hey, listen, we can take over the operations, the business. Uh, you lose some level of equity and control. And when that happens, it gets very corporate and bottom line. Mm-hmm. So the way you would ordinarily practice as a private practice physician now is dictated by the the corporate monster who comes in and says, well, it's more about the bottom line than it is about how you want to practice medicine. And it makes it much more frustrating to advocate for your patient. That's right. And what it's what what I fear is that that with generations of this not knowing anything different, that we'll lose that passion and that advocacy right. by saying, well, you know, you have to do this, this, and this to do that, that, and that, as opposed to, you know what, we're going to skip this step because I can get you better quicker this way. Right. Well, it doesn't fit the protocol. It doesn't fit what you can do. Right. We've got to we've got to wait for X, Y, and Z, and it's just and and it, the, the the difficult part is that it's hard to to have this corporate type of structure when we're dealing with the the health of people. Mm-hmm. Because yes, I understand there's a business aspect to medicine, and it has to be you know we're running a business and it needs to be profitable. I get that. But the pendulum has swung so far over that it's so corporate that we lost, I think, some some clinical uh, relationship kind of stuff with the patient and things that we that that has worked well. That it's like, no, it's not necessarily about working well; it's about bottom line. There's got to be some some way to marry the the corporate business. We have to be profitable with the patient care experience uh, and you know, what we as doctors have, you know, enjoy in terms of, you know, practicing medicine. And until we start getting more physicians at in the boardrooms and the tables to be able to make decisions like this, it's going to be very difficult for the pendulum to swing somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I mean, the best article I read in, in all this corporatization of medicine, whether it's from the insurance end, the hospital end, or, you know, the, the, equity purchasing mm-hmm. entities won't name any unlike the restaurant. I'm not going to name any uh, Yeah, um, is it's interfering. It's getting in the middle of the doctor patient relationship. That's right. And that relationship in 2022 is totally different than it was in 1992. Right. I mean, and to, to those of us of that vintage, it, it's really astounding. And the more you care, the more frustrated you get. And, uh, it just breeds an ear. It just it breeds an attitude of well, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I want to wrap up this segment. the The phones are going crazy. We're going to take some calls uh, when we come back on our, our our last segment. But you know, the question is, how does this affect you? How does this affect you as the consumer, as the patient? And it affects you. You know, somebody I'm seeing on Facebook mentioned the insurance, like. It affects you in terms of patient care, how how you you know how you get an appointment. Um, it it affects uh, the treatment options that that you have available to you. Um, uh, it, it it becomes very corporate, 
the personal touch and aspect of medicine is lost, which uh, which is it's very important. Um, and it does affect you. And we've got to start having some way where the pendulum swings from the the corporatization of medicine to having it be, you know, more a little more personal with how we've practiced uh, in the past as physicians. So, uh, again, we're going to be coming back on our last segment. Dr. Ballard, Dr. Blumenthal filling in for Tio Soriel on Inside Sports Medicine coming right back. Inside Sports Medicine with Dr. Tio Soriel, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Dr. Soriel's comments are meant for informational and educational purposes only and not as a treatment. His comments are not a substitute for a visit with your doctor. And now, Dr. Tio Soriel. Vaguely familiar. Vaguely familiar. So... For those of you who, who who are watching on Facebook and can't hear, we are listening to Millie Vanilli, Blame It on the Rain. There are a lot of smiles behind the glass currently. <laughs> because if you know anything about Millie Vanilli, they, had, um, they were infamous for actually not singing the music. <laughs> but because we're going to have so much rain this week starting today, like every single day this week, it's going to be raining so uh, that song was in reference to uh, the fact that it's going to be raining so much. Uh, Millie Vanilli, blame it on the rain. Okay, um, we've got some calls that we want to get to real quick. Uh, James in Mesquite, uh, what's going on? You're on Inside Sports Medicine. Uh, good morning, Doctor Brad and Doctor Scott. Good morning. Uh, I have a well. I, I have a couple of things uh, now, now. In regards to uh, the the words of the national anthem been on the jumbotron. Yep. Well, my my view of that is that true enough. I agree. When we were all kids, we we learned the national anthem, but we learned it from singing it with our teacher. But when I went to the game, me as myself as a kid at a Ranger game for the first time, I could actually see the words and I could marry the words up to what I was actually singing. Mm. Point. Because uh, I, I I wasn't reading verses when I was learning the national anthem uh. with my teacher. I was, I was just standing up there with everybody else and singing what she was singing. <laughs> right, right. No, I hear you. I hear you. What okay, you got with this okay. hip? Okay, now, now okay, so um had a family member last night that failed, went to the emergency room. Hmm. Anyway, I didn't go, but uh, the report back was that uh, the, the ER person came out and told the family that uh, she fell and broke her hip. But I remember listening to the show a couple of weeks ago that <laughs> you yep. the hip breaks, then you fall. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in terms of the difference between the person um, having a pathological fracture, which is that something was going on with the hip already. It was already stressed. It broke and then they fell uh, okay. versus someone slipped and the actual impact of the fall is what caused it. Um, obviously, I think from an ER doc point of view it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, yeah for the er I mean, doc point of view they're looking making at, the diagnosis is good enough yes call, yes. call the okay. orthopedic and and i don't know if it really matters in terms of the how you would treat it um whether it happened b- before the fall or as a result of the fall uh either way main thing it sounds like it's probably going to need surgery yes sir okay very good i, I appreciate you guys showing uh, y'all are doing really great business over there thanks awesome. thanks james all right and then we got we got the regular. We got the guy. 
Genova. What you got this morning, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I, look, I didn't even get an invite. I could have brought donuts. No. <laughs> well, well the, last week, next week is our is our final show. Not this week. But I won't be here. Oh, so I'll have to bring donuts to the podcast. Drop them off or something. Yeah, but, no doubt. you know it's okay. What you got? Okay, I got a question for you. So you know, I, I had a um, blood clot in my uh, left leg, uh-huh. and I know Doc would say, "Radio show, radio show, radio show, right. radio show." Right. So every time I exercise now, it swells up. Huh. So I'm one. You know, I gotta go see the doc. So I'm wondering. I it might not be a sports injury. Injury. Uh, sorry, injury. But I'm thinking. I don't know what it is on the return because it'll swell up and then it'll go down. Yeah. No. Uh. So I'm gonna say it just so everybody hears it. Radio show. Radio show. Radio show. Yes. If if you if you still have intermittent swelling when you're active, I would definitely get it checked out. Make sure that it is not some residual you know, blood clot that's there, that's very important, that's very serious. So make sure you rule that out for sure. There are other causes of swelling in a, in a, in a limb, um, the, what's called the lymphatic system, which is a system that helps to kind of drain fluid in, in, the, in the limbs. Uh, it could be affected. It could be, it could be a lot of different things. But um, depending on, on what it is will really depend on the level of, um, of recovery that you'd have. So yeah, Genova, make sure you uh, make sure you follow up with your doc and, and get that taken care of. And by the well, way, got wanna... the got got the info. We'll be you and I'll be talking. <laughs> okay, you guys be good. And and tell uh, Doctor Scott he can't be going to those boozy places. He got to go to the you know the, uh, the mother places. Yeah, I guess <laughs> the first world problems know, won't happen as much if he goes to the less bougie places. Thanks, Genova. <laughs> All right. All right, All right. Scott, Scott's been waiting for this moment. We well, gotta... no, but I've been, I've been on the show off and on for 20 years. This is my last one, so I thought I would uh, get you guys some gifts. So I got some gifts for Tarek and Brad. We talk a lot about kind of fake advertising and what we like <laughs> and what we don't like and what works. Okay. And so I know what your opinion is on this. So I got you and Tarek super beats. Oh, gosh. And uh, I know you don't like beats. It makes you gag. Oh, my gosh. One's a, one's a powder on supplement. And this is a gummy. I know you know what gummies are, right? Well, I, listen. <laughs> this is I gummy know what super gummy beats. Gummy bears are Scott. But, I eat gummy bears. So, but gummies start. We start to. But get into you a know, super world. beats. They say this is cherry flavored. So I want you to try to eat one now. A cherry flavor. Cherry Why would you super ruin beets. cherry flavor with a beet? I don't know. You try oh it and tell gosh. me what you think. Just hold and to show you that 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 I'm going to do the same thing for our po- podcast. We can report this in about a month. I bought myself as a parting gift. You bought yourself. Balance of nature. I got veggie <laughs> and fruit pills now. So we got balance of nature. I've only been making fun of them for Let a couple me, years. I got to see that. Let so me see it. Here's please. the balance of nature. I'm going to start taking that as a supplement in our first podcast. I'll report if that increases my energy and makes me feel 18 years old again. That's right. Like they and say your vision, the, you're wearing glasses. If you stop wearing glasses and your vision gets better... Yeah, and, taking it, these. And, and if I can if I can drive, my driving distance increases. Uh, you know, help my golf game. Everything. We, we got to make a bet that if you get better, you're gonna you're gonna be a testimonial on the commercial of Balance of Nature. I will I will get on the commercial with the <laughs> the chiropractor that that uh, pretends he's an MD that uh, uh, be nice invented Scott. that. We 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 like our chiropractors. Hey, listen. So, um, this is hilarious for those of you who've been. Following the the show, Balance of Nature is a commercial. <laughs> you know, we talk about marketing and different things that we see in, in regards 
to to marketing and, and medicine, and they they have a lot of bold claims. And what's what's funny is the the veggie one is green, even the bottle is green. Oh, absolutely. And the and the fruits bottle is is red. This is marketing one hundred and one. <laughs> this is brilliant so marketing. So you know which one you're taking. One's absolute, green, the other one's red. Absolutely no science, or as we call junk science. So <laughs> you make science. you make sure that To gets one of those beet I, things I and will, and uh, oh my god absor- he might he might take both of them because I can't do the beets thing and if I remember right he gags whenever he oh, hears the well, word that's why that's why I got them for you but they're cherry oh, flavored they're they're just you're so kind you know no no beet flavored you are so kind what well, <laughs> folks on Facebook are they're dying <laughs> they're dying right now laughing <laughs> say love you Scott all right uh, well Scott man listen. The, it's your last time on the show. This is it. Man. I know. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the expertise and the education that you provided for all the years. For those of you who are listening, it's likely that we will trans- transition to a podcast at some point here in the near future. Uh, but we're going to wrap up show number 857. Next week is our last show. Oh, my gosh. It's our last show on the radio. Uh, Doc will be back for that, and I'll be with him. Um, it's I'll been. Bet, I'll it's bet been you awesome. have some special things planned too. I'm. I'm sure he'll have something up his sleeve. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll I'll try to watch. make sure you listen in. I'll try to tune in on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we're signing off today. Um, for those of you who are listening, you can follow us at Texas Sports Medicine. Uh, for Dr. Scott Blumenthal, you can find him at the Center of Disc Center for Disc Replacement. Um. We hope you guys have a great week. And until next week, which will be our final show. (laughs) Tell your friends. All right.